I don't know why wrenches just don't come in sizes that are easy to understand. Like a one, a two, a three, a four, a five, a six. It's called what? Metric. But why is everything like half inch, three quarter, seven eighths, five sixteenths? That's for the smart people. And the, the metric's for the, you know, not so educated. Like you. Oh, you Stop it. Welcome back. It's me, your favorite guy, not Locke. No. What? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it's me. I said my name backward. Not Locke. Not Locke. Not Locke. Oh. <laughs> A little slow on the perch this morning. <laughs> I am Colton McCormack. This is a certified wrench podcast. I didn't say what's up at the beginning, so everybody's going to be thrown off. Because everybody gives me shit for going, what's up, guys? That's me. I guess I haven't paid attention to that. Every, if you go listen to every episode, it's, what's up, guys? Welcome back. Seriously, I need to get away from that. Welcome back? No, the, what's up, guys? Oh, well, look, you got away from it today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Progress. Do you guys know who this is? Who are you? Uh, the master of the house. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Kate McCormack. It's devil woman. Easy. That's only what my coworkers and my technicians call me. And your husband. <laughs> my boss won't call you that, though. He too skirt. Your boss loves me. Like, absolutely loves me. <clears throat> I always love when he calls me and he starts with, how are you doing, darling? Or something along those lines. Hey, Dan, darling. <laughs> well, he, at least he calls me babe. He'll call me babe sometimes, too. <laughs> so don't think you're special. Uh, I brought the wife on today because I've had multiple requests for her. We'll see if she does any good today. I have been given a list of rules of things I'm allowed to not say and things I am Didn't not you say, allowed uh, to You're do. not allowed to say. You said uh, allowed to not say. What? Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't even. She's not allowed to say um this also, time because last time that was her every other word. I'm from California. I have a hard time. That it's that with Valley anything. Girl talk. I hate you so much. Like you know. Like, uh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, we brought on the woman. To talk about a few topics. I have a good topic that was brought to me by Mr. Blackfoot uh, Troner TJ. Uh, <laughs> Troner. Uh, are sorry. we gonna like start off right there with that, or uh, are we gonna maybe, maybe wait till later on? How you want to do that? Uh, probably first thing because it's such a good topic. I never thought of it, uh, even though I should, because you know you get told. Let's just. Go, I'll just. I'll just read this. It's Ooh, a the it, Google machine. No, it was a text message that oh. he got from a guy that works for a company. And it says, so a while back, we had a bunch of death in hydraulic oil buckets. And and my supervisor told me to dump it. And I, I think this is incorrect, but we're just going to skip that word. To dump it in death containers. I told him that it was a horrible idea. 
and insisted that I didn't make that make. Oh my god, I cannot fucking read. This is stupid. Do you want me to read and try? No, because I want you to. We got to skip the 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 name of the state. Well, I can easily do. Here, you go ahead and just start from the top of that (laughs) gray. Says so. A while back, we had a bunch of deaf and hydraulic oil buckets, and my supervisor told me to dump it into a deaf container. I told him that was a horrible idea, and he insisted that it didn't make a shit if deaf had oil in it. Well, I went ahead and did it, and now we have multiple failures on emission systems in our state trucks, and all of them are from deaf quality sensors. So, topic (laughs) is, how far do you go if your superior tells you to do something and you know it's incorrect or will fuck something up, how far do you go and say, okay, fine, I'll do it? Or do you say no and push back and then get in trouble? Oh, man. <laughs> so. I think I'm the wrong supervisor to ask for this question. You're a fucking supervisor. I know, but I'm also one of those supervisors that, man, I'm going to piss a lot of people off because I've already done it saying it. But my expectation of someone that's in a field truck is that they are the best of the best. They should know their shit left right top bottom north south east west and pretty much i'm there to do paperwork dispatch you to your job and hopefully give you guidance on warranty procedures or maybe some new protocol that came out but i fuck i guess it's the same as if you're a field technician or whatever (laughs) and you're out in the field and the customer says hey i want you to do this but you know it's gonna fuck something up do you say no I I always advise my guys that if the, if it's the customer making that decision, we just let them know what the potential failures could be along the lines if they decide to make that decision or go that route. And if they still decide to do it, then at the end of the day, they're the one paying the freaking bill. Now, obviously, if it's something like emissions related, <laughs> um... We got to follow like protocol in regards to that. Oh, I said, um, whoops, sorry, didn't I? What? Did you say, um? <laughs> I think so. Oh. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the customer is paying the bill. If they decide that that's what they want to do with their own machine, we will let them know everything that can happen with that choice that they're making. And if they still choose to make it, then we do it as the customer requests us to do it. And in the write-up, it will be documented and turned back over to the customer. So at the end of the day, if there's a failure, I mean, we put it on there and I document who they talked to, who approved it, and everything like that and send it along the way. Yeah, I've I've had a customer one time back home. I knew it was an AC failure and I had to evacuate the system. So I took the whole kit and caboodle to evacuate the freon out of the system and the guy comes up to me and he goes what the hell is that thing i said well it's a vacuum or it's a recycle tool (laughs) and he's like looking at me like we don't got time to sit and wait for this he's like i gotta get this thing back going because i can't remember if we're planting or harvesting one or the other and he said i don't give a shit what the fine is i'll pay it (laughs) (laughs) He said, release that shit and let's go. So 
I have always wondered when it comes to that stuff, how do you track it? How do you track what's well, been released out well, in the to find people? I mean, I understand if you're talking like oil into the ground, that's that's a little more easier to well, track. I mean, you could probably get caught, like especially out there, because you know there's a lot of game wardens and they're watching people. And I feel like they could be sitting back watching with binoculars, see what you're doing. You know that that I'm just saying. Or somebody could be watching. You know my opinion about game wardens, so we won't go there. Well, you know my never mind. <laughs> All law enforcement. Oh, easy. Um, I, that's such. To go back to that question, though, I believe that every technician has the right to go around their supervisor. In fact, I encourage it. I will probably be the oddball that says that. If I'm in the wrong and I don't realize I'm in the wrong or in this instance, I mean, that literally just set up for critical failures of other systems over a stupid judgment call that I don't know why you would think that would be a real good fucking idea. Um, well, <laughs> sorry, I said um again, but I don't <laughs> I don't understand how that'd be a good judgment call in my opinion. I mean, we've we've seen customers that have deaf or after treatment failures all the time just based off how they're storing deaf. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I had a big customer of ours who had a lot of failures and even after the technician flat out told them and sent them pictures of the container that the deaf was sitting in on the job site, they pretended as if it didn't exist. <laughs> and so when we started to decline their warranty repairs for these deaf failures, it quickly changed. But I would definitely encourage any technician, if they don't agree with their supervisor or they feel it's a judgment call that can set someone up for failure way along the line, go above them or go to, if there's another <sighs> supervisor, <I, laughs> I mean, I would prefer to have someone correct me. And if I'm not in the mind frame to listen, or I think, I think something differently, I would rather someone teach me the correct way. But what do you do if you're in a position like mine where you only have one boss and it's like literally technician, me, and boss man? Who do I talk to then? Do I talk to the owner of the company? You can't. No, I'd probably come with my facts, though, of why this is going to be a poor failure. Listen, I just Googled this, and it's incorrect. Well, in your situation, you have access to, yeah. like, SIS or service advisor and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's going to be protocols in there that'll prove your side of it, that'll help you justify it, saying well, this is a real bad fucking idea. We've got a good boss. You know, he trusts what we have to say, and... We can brainstorm pretty easily on like, hey, does this sound like a good idea or a stupid idea? What? You got a burp? No, I'm just breathing. Oh. <laughs> and I always sound like I'm breathing heavy into the mic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like that. No, you do have a good boss who is willing to listen, even if it's completely different than maybe what he's been taught in the past. He's still willing to listen. My boss is the same way. At first, he was a little hard-nosed about things, but he's definitely come around to willing to listen to ideas that might not be something he's used to in the past because it's same discussions we have every day at my job. The dynamics are shifting big time in the world we're in. Let's talk about neighbors. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So that's another topic for another yeah, day. That's, that's for the other podcast. We won't talk about neighbors on here, but... Uh, 
I've always wanted a neighborhood war, and it might be starting. Shh, quiet over there. <laughs> uh, so I did a questionnaire thing on Instagram the other day, and I guess I could answer some of these questions. I'm not going to answer that one right there. Well, I can't read that oh, one. Oh, sorry. Got... I'm not going to answer that one. Oh, okay. Because we're going to talk about that later, or with on another day okay. with the actual guy. So, Do you want me to ask you the question? Go questions? ahead and ask me a question. All right. Uh, so this question from came from Angel Escobar. And if I screw people's names up, I am so sorry. Escobar. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. His question was sal- salary. I always fuck that up. Celery. <laughs> celery, yeah. Salary or hourly pay. Oh, man. That depends on what you're doing, though. That's, I mean... So Obviously, like, what we're doing is hourly. I would not do this shit sourly. <laughs> so let me, let me, um, I guess, extrapolate on that question. Some is that more. a word? It is a word. Look it up. Extrapolate. I remember, I went to college. Oh, so, <laughs> so I had to take the SATs, God. and then I took the LSATs. Um, well, what about it's what flag time? Yeah. Would that be a different category under that hourly, you think? Or would that be a whole third pay category? Category. We can't talk today. Uh, No, that's still, I mean, because certain companies will actually pay, you know, like a minimum wage if you're flat rate. And then you get paid, you know, what is that considered? Incentive of the, the job. And some just pay straight flat rate where you don't make anything. You know, if you're not working, you're not making shit. So let me ask even further, being oh a technician. No, it, it's a it's a good question. Let me ask even further. I have now worked at two differing dealerships. Well, actually three. three. Yeah. I worked in ag and two construction. At John Deere, we had, I guess, what you would call essentially a flag time job. Um where you would have job codes. Yeah, but you're okay. still... Okay, I know. But listen, over at CAT, if you're in the field, you don't have job-coded jobs. Oh, really? No. So... The only way you have a job-coded job in the field, for us at least, um, is if it's a quoted job. Most of the stuff that's job-coded is going to be in the shop. So if and you had to go out and ch- change a valve cover gasket, there's no book time for it? Not really. So no, if it unless takes you're four doing hours, a job. If it takes, oh, but they have a book time for warranty. There's an ERLG for warranty. Is it? Well, hold on. There are ERLGs for specific things. Literally, I had to find and build a quote on Friday for a customer asking to install rock guards onto a machine on a 330. Mm-hmm. Literally, no book time for that. And you would think for installing a guard that there would be a book time to do it. Because like. Some of that shit is ridiculous. Like if you do go out and do a pip and they give you product improvement program. A lot of people know what that Just is. Just in but, case. Uh now I lost my train of thought. If you go to do a if pip. you go to do a pip and they give you shit ass hours, but and then or a warranty job, it's shit hours. They're built for I'm doing totally it lost my train of thought on this shit. I could see where I can see where you're going <laughs> though. But no, and, and then so this kind of to wrap it back around into this question though so for deer the deer dealership that we worked at in construction those job codes helped you get your incentive pay every quarter yeah 
okay, where at the cat dealership I'm at, the only person who gets an incentive pay would be the shop because they have a whole different category for, um, I guess, job-coded jobs. Speaking of bitch-ass neighbors. Knock it off. (laughs) Walking down my street. (laughs) But, so, I mean... Sourly or sourly, I am not going to be able to pronounce hourly anytime. I'll take hourly any day over sourly, as you call it. (laughs) I can't talk today. I want to put them together. I want it to be a salary and hourly job pay. Um, yeah, I mean, because like, look at you sometimes you're paid what eight hour day? I'm paid 40 hours a week, is what my paycheck breaks down to. Yeah. And some days you're working past that, this especially at our uh, uh, John Deere. <laughs> I almost said the name. Easy killer. Uh, especially oh, at the John Deere dealer. I mean, absolutely. you were working. 11 hours a day sometimes and uh, yeah mm. i think i think it, that job i was pulling 60 70 hours a week most of the time and that was because the requirements for that job were working in the field in the field service department you had to pretty much start your day at 5 a.m so that was me driving into the office that we lived an hour from which was a beating And then the requirements were to, and this blew my mind, so I didn't see the change until I moved to the cat dealership, but I I started my day, what, in between 6 and 6.30 every morning there? Mm -hmm. I left there at 4. We did not get lunches. (laughs) Like, if you went to go get lunch, you would be guilt-tripped for leaving to go get lunch. And... So essentially, I worked from, let's say, six to four, drive home, and then we were required to answer phone calls and emails until eight o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And then if everyone had to have their phone on, essentially, because if something came in after hours, someone was required to answer it. That was a beating and a half. But... I enjoy I enjoy being a salary paid employee because you know how much you're I know how much money be. I have to fuck off every paycheck essentially. I don't. I haven't worked an hourly job since my first job in college. You're cool. I, I don't no, know if I, I could go back to being an hourly employee. That's, uh, but you have a chance to make more money possibly with overtime and stuff. But this whatever. is true. Whatever. Okay. Next question came from Zach Grubb. Hi, Grubby. The <laughs> question is: Wrench for life or be service boss someday? Is that for me, or just like if is he asking for like? Would that be cool to do, or would this be cool to do? I think the question is, if you could make a path for your life, what would it be, essentially? Would you prefer to wrench for life, or would you like to move out of the wrenching life into a service boss role? I'm telling you right now, I'm going into year 18 in August. Has it been 18 years? Mm, I had my first job at 15. Yeah. Damn. I worked as a Volkswagen mechanic under the table for a friend of mine, and he paid me really good. So I usually don't actually add that to my resume, but 
Uh, yeah. If I consider myself a, a mechanic, yeah, I started at 15. I'm going to give you shit. You've got too many jobs to add to your resume. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> there, there was a, there was during that COVID time well, for that, a while that, that, that was you just a good opportunity. You know, I got to, I got to know Volkswagens in and out, top to bottom, front to back. You know, and I can look at a Volkswagen now and be able to tell what year it is. And oh yeah, I know. You don't have to remind me. I'm driving um, down the road. I'm like, look, 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 a slug bug, and you're like, no, no, that's a late model there piece we go. of crap. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, going into year 18, I think that's right. I got to do my math on that. Oh, yeah, I guess 18 to 19 years. Yeah. Uh, and I'm fucking burnt. I'm over it. There's a lot of guys that love to do this shit. They're in year like 30, and they're like, yeah, I'm going to do this for another 30 years. I'm, I'm burnt out. There's days where I hate to go to work because I am tired of turning upside down diving into these fucking excavators and you also physically hurt i mean what was it literally just yesterday, yesterday morning, you crawled out of bed and i couldn't decide if you'd broken something because you barely could walk well i've been in the shop the past two weeks standing on concrete and yeah my feet fucking hurt and oh sidetrack uh, I, I talked last week with Eric and we were talking about boots and stuff. And I said, I can't find thorough goods anywhere. Well, Mr. Blackfoot has told me that there are thorough goods in boot barn, boot barn. Yes. yes I, think I think we I've have boot heard barns. of that. Yes. We have boot barns here. Um, They're just not as prominent as all of our other fancy things. Time out. So I talked to my dad this morning. He said, son, you may not be the smartest, most hardworking, handsome, or even funniest guy out there. I said, but what, Dad? They said, I just felt like that's all I needed to tell you. And we're back. I had donuts this morning. And <laughs> chocolate milk. And chocolate milk. And I was trying to hold back the sweats while we were talking. <laughs> And I finally had to stop and go find the blue hut in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, boots. Well, no, well, hold on. Oh, sorry. Go, getting back to the point, like, I don't remember what the point was. The question originally was, would you wrench for life or be a service boss someday? And uh, then you got sidetracked said, about hurting. Getting burnt out. I'm hurting. tired of flipping upside down, trying to get to that one wire, you know, down by the control valve. Um, wrenching is not for life for me, I don't think. We'll see how much longer. But do you think you could do what I do every day? No, but the job that I think is going to come eventually. Um, oh, I think you would excel at that. I don't think I'll be stuck in an office all the time. No, I agree. So, and I can not ruin clothes all the time. <laughs> And I at least I love that I know what I can get you always for birthday, Christmas, uh, Father's Day, everything. You'll never be upset with new pairs of jeans. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sweet deal mm -hmm. <laughs> for me. I'll never have to think of gifts. Although all those holidays that you said are stupid. 
Oh, well, you thought you had a pretty good Christmas this year. I did, but why do we celebrate that stuff? It's dumb. (sighs) Birthdays. Party pooper. Father's Day. Party pooper. (sighs) What are we talking about next? Come on now. Let's see here. Uh, What is your favorite type of job? So, like... Are we gonna are we gonna get dirty on this one? <laughs> like head jobs, engine <laughs> <laughs> and component rebuilds. I, don't have a <laughs> I wish I could take a picture. I'm totally taking a picture of your face. For this. I'm freaking hot. I'm sweating. <laughs> no, it's the it's the reaction to the question of head jobs. Hmm. Jesus Christ. I don't have a favorite job. The one where I get to go home and clock out is my favorite. (laughs) Is it because you enjoy coming home or? No, I'm just kidding. Like a favorite job is an easy one, obviously. Now, (laughs) I don't know how to explain that. I I don't have a favorite job. I'm burnt out on wrenching. I remember you used to get a kick out of the jobs that challenged you for a long time. I still do, but it's sometimes it can be more complicating not having all the access that I used to. Um, But do you feel it's made you a better technician? Oh, yeah, of course. But nowadays, you know, working on the same equipment every day and not having to work on dozers and all that stuff, you start to learn the common issues on the same machines and so... I can see that. Yeah, I don't know. We have a, a, a 644, 624. I can't remember. We just rebuilt the front axle in it because it was overfilling. I have a video of that. Um, it's overfilling again, so I don't know what the fuck. Maybe there's a crack in the casing or something. Is this the one that people gave you shit about on TikTok that you took a video of when you took the plug out yeah where's the drain pan like yeah because i need a drain pan 90 degrees this way <laughs> stupid asses <laughs> um this question kind of wraps back into your sidetrack that you just had a minute ago um we talked about this on the last episode best so. work boots you found yeah i don't have a best work boot i'm still trying to find that that's why i want to try out throw good or the brunts uh, we talked about that last episode i remember for the longest time the <clears throat> most popular boots that used to be around were those um crap i can't think of the name of them but they're out of oregon speak up i'm you. trying to think <sighs> I always have to do so much editing with you. There were they ones that you wore on your feet. Oh my god, you're an idiot! Yes, they're <laughs> ones that you wore on your feet. We don't have to talk about boots. Okay, fine. I will be on. getting a new pair soon. I'm going to spend the money. I don't know what I'm going to get yet. I just I talked to the guys at Brunt, and I'm tr- trying to figure out what their plan is. If they're sending me a pair to try out for the podcast or what? Okay, hold on. Boot question. Boots. Boots. Companies that provide per diems for boots, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that they should get new boots every six months, once a year? Do you think that there should be a spending limit on boots? Because I feel like this is a, I wouldn't say a hot topic, but I have seen where there's more discussion in regards to boots because it's a safety topic. Oh, 
The AC turned on. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know, because if you do the every six months, people are probably going to buy cheap-ass boots. Do you think so, though? Yes, because I bought the Red Wings when I had per diem for boots or a boot allowance, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And those boots are still really good. Yeah. I've only had to put the inserts in them. Because uh, you know me, I can go through a pair of boots in like three Very months. Very quickly, yeah. Uh, well, and that's what I was asking because... I've noticed companies have this mindset that they should only have to replace boots once a year. And I feel like maybe in a shop aspect, that's a feasible option. But in the field, when you're working on different terrain all over the place, boots get eaten up really quickly. Mm -hmm. I mean, you name it. Climbing up and down shit that's spiky. Yeah. Especially with steel toes, I tend to tend to go through the steel toe part pretty quick you know it shows the metal yeah don't make a sexual joke fools i feel though like there should be a, a quicker turnaround for boots i think they should have six months yeah i don't know i'm That's... pretty sure there's studies that have actually been out on this in regards to how quickly boots are actually supposed to be replaced but, but I, I don't know because uh well i i, I kind of lost my train of thought on that one i are people going to, if you give them allowance twice a year, or would you rather give them the two allowances at once and buy really good boots for the year? I don't, because if you do two boot allowances, that's pretty expensive per year. But I mean, it's still chump change to a big company. I feel like most companies average around 150 200 bucks for a boot allowance, and I feel like that's nothing. <sighs> It's not for good quality boots. No, I mean, okay. I mean, you and I have gone and looked at boots for yourself, and like cheap boots start at like a hundred and fifty bucks. My my Red Wings that I have outside right now were two hundred and sixty eight dollars. Which we had to pay some of that out of pocket, didn't we? After your allowance, we'll talk about that off the. I know air. how. I, I, yeah, I know. I heard, I mean, there's there were guys at the deer dealership. I don't fuck. I, I don't care. I tell them to go run it on their P card instead of actually go. That that's what I did ultimately. It didn't because, cost me anything out of pocket because I was going to West Texas and all that stuff. And I basically told them, "Look, I'm going to go put a nice pair of boots on my credit card. I don't want to hear shit about it." That caliche eats that up. That uh, this uh, this hundred and fifteen dollars or whatever they were giving it was us. One hundred fifty. One hundred fifty. Yeah, it's that like, ain't shit. It ain't cutting it. <laughs> yeah, because either way, you were paying money out of your pocket. Yeah. Even if they gave you the stupid. Red Wing voucher. Let's skip this. Okay. Um, oh, this is from Carlos. Carlos Nunez? Yes. Uh, he wants to know when you were in love with Buddha. When, when did I you knew? know you were in love with Buddha? Um, I'd say <laughs> when we discovered that we loved the movie Rush Hour together. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys were freaking saying those lines last night. <laughs> the whole car ride to dinner. What is so, it? Buttercream, buttercream. Cross skin, buttercream. <laughs> so if you guys have never seen the movie Rush Hour, well, there's th- actually three of them. The second one is the best. And we were talking about what color to paint. Because I'm getting ready to paint my motorcycle. That's if you can find someone that doesn't try to rape you yeah. over the price. Uh, and <laughs> Buddha's like, I think I'm going I'm to paint mine buttercream. And he's like, if I can... I'm getting a croc skin fucking seat because <laughs> of the movie. What color and is buttercream actually? It's like, like a, <laughs> it's it's an off white color, but 
and like he was in the worst mood that day and as soon as we started saying the lines from that it was like instant like good mood <laughs> so yeah you guys recommended movie rush hour 2 fucking hilarious uh but buddha that's that's my dude you guys have known each other for a long time now uh since 2011 or 12 one or the other damn that's like a long time <laughs> a whole 11 years <laughs> have you said 2011 right oh yeah that's a long time then we're in 2023 yeah, right. Sorry, so yeah. that's 12 years right yeah okay just I said 2011 or 12. Okay, fine. Do you want to give it 11 and a half years? Yeah, we'll say 11.5. Okay. Seven. Uh, This this question came from Sasquatch Taco, underscore taco. I don't know who that is. (laughs) What are some things you look for in an entry-level apprentice? I guess this could be twofold. You Uh, could say technically, and I can say managerially. Somebody that fucking wants to work, first of all. I, a I lot agree. of the guys I've, I've noticed, you know, that want to wrench and stuff, you know, younger younger folks, they're they're ready and eager to work. I haven't really seen anybody that hasn't. But, you know, a little bit of experience would be nice. I mean, I'm not going to say I was a professional coming into this stuff, but, you know, I knew how to do the basics, and I knew how a lot of shit worked. But not saying you that you have to. Yeah. I don't know how to how to explain it, but don't be a fucking idiot. I <laughs> I had heard something the other day when I was talking with one of my <clears throat> diagnostic technicians, and he had made a really good point about someone who's just willing to actually listen mm-hmm. and learn, and not come in with the mentality of. I fucking know everything because I grew up turning wrenches in the garage with my dad or my grandpa or my uncle or something like that. Because that's a huge thing right now. Is A huge thing? A huge thing right now is just the fact that people are coming in with this mindset that they deserve to be paid more than they're worth. And that sounds really bad to say because I know technicians are really hard to find. And they're really hard to keep, too. And we all know that you all know that you are very in high demand. But I also think there needs to be a reality check of um, remembering your worth. Yeah, that's why I'm not too big on this topic is because we run it into the floor. I drive it into the ground, whatever you want to say. Um, I mean, we, we recently had a... Uh, a interview panel we sat on for a guy and um he'd he'd only strictly worked on kamatsus but not the deer not the um construction side the ag side kamatsus there's an ag side of kamatsu i'm pretty sure that's what he said kubota sorry kubota sorry they both start with k's all (laughs) racist (laughs) they and that's all he had done majority of his life. And then he made sure to notate in his interview that he did a lot of side work on the side. So he moonlighted essentially. And his company knew about it. His company was okay with it. And he's like, besides that, that's the only mechanical like abilities, technical, technical abilities that I have. Never worked on cats, nothing. 
Mm-hmm. And so we were like, okay, you know, like what, what do you think is a fair pay then? Like, what are you looking to make? And he goes, well, I'd like to start out at $42 an hour, but I also have to be guaranteed to be able to still do my moonlighting. And <laughs> I didn't know if my boss's head was going to explode, spin off. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. But for someone who'd never worked at a cat dealership or worked on cats to come in with that kind of expectation, I I couldn't believe it. Sorry, I was taking a drink of water. I'm very thirsty. Um, well, that's like when I was going to go work there. You know, I told them like... I. I know my way around a machine really well, but you know when it comes to the com- the diagnostic side or computer computer side, I know how to work. Sis, I heard that. <laughs> what? Um, nothing. You're drinking water. I oh, heard it. I tried to be quiet. Um, I told him, you know, I'd feel more comfortable actually, you know, going into the shop for like a month or whatever, and kind of shadowing and learning how to use sis properly and ET and all that stuff, and they were cool with it. So for me, I feel like, you know, having a lot of experience saying that. And then this guy saying, oh, I've never worked on a cat machine. I think you have to just be able to be realistic of your technical ability, especially if you're moving to something different. Mm -hmm. Like it's okay to be technically inclined, but don't come in there expecting to make what you make currently at the dealership or whatever, whoever you're working for at that time, if it's not the same thing. Did you laugh at him? I didn't laugh. I just kind of was shocked. But it just kind of tells me as a supervisor where we're moving in this market technically. My boss told me the other day, when I first started, because he started at Caterpillar. I don't remember what the company was. It, I do. Yeah, but I do know. Um, he said, I, st- I can't remember if he said $2 an hour or $4 an hour. I think he said $4 an hour. Wait. <laughs> Like $4 an hour? No shit. When he started. <laughs> and here we are, you know, making a hell of a lot more than that. I said, well, wasn't gas like 90, 90 cents or something back then? He said, hell no. When I first started my job, it was it just hit over a dollar. It's just insane to me thinking about that. That was 1979 or 1980. That bread probably cost like 25 cents back then. Yeah. <laughs> just insane to me. Um. Okay, how about this one? Uh, I'm going to loop these two together. So there's a question from Jacob TO14 and then a question from underscore Derek Kent. <gasps> Derek. <laughs> Jacob's question is, what is some best advice for a young mechanic that's struggling within the trade, like not feeling the passion? But Derek is, how many times a year do you question your career choice when you're mad or frustrated? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, wait, what was the first one? Uh, best advice for a young mechanic that's struggling, not feeling the passion. Mm. Maybe choose something different. <laughs> I think, no, I think that's a good one. I think it's an okay answer to say that you're not feeling passionate about something. I've always had the advice, and it comes from the horse world, of if you're not feeling the passion, step away, take a break reevaluate and if say a couple months later it comes back then it's meant to be if not then close that door and move on you don't eat the carrot the (laughs) horse eats the carrot (laughs) but i mean it's okay to especially a young individual at that time you have enough time to change what you want to do 
And if you're not interested in continuing on with it, don't keep beating yourself up. But is is part of it the company that you're working for maybe not helping or is it just you're going to work and like, oh, God, I got to slide under this and drop belly pans and I don't fucking want to? No, that's a good question. I mean, if the company is not, I guess, keeping you passionate, I mean, the deer dealership for you is the prime example. You got to a point where you cringed every morning when your alarm went off because you started to hate everything you did. And it was because of that dealership. When you got away, there was a change. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm happier and fatter now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, who wrote that? Sasquatch? Jacob TO14. Uh, Jacob, if you're listening, shoot me a, a DM on Instagram and we'll talk about it. I definitely think that you should evaluate whether it's the situation you're currently in or if it's actually the career choice. Yes, because you could go to a completely different company doing the same exact thing. And absolutely love it. So, yeah. But as far as Derek Kent, I mean, uh, I do question my career choice, but unfortunately, it's all I know now. It's what I make the most money at. I can't start over. So, I just kind of bite the bullet on it and keep going with it. I think it's definitely one of those things for you that, I mean, you are a well-rounded individual. I mean, oh, I know. Look how fat I am. <laughs> I mean, you have remodeled essentially almost all our house. So mm, half most of it so far. Uh-huh. But I mean, you talk about when you were younger, how you were learning to be an electrician and then the economy fell off mm-hmm. and you're still very good at that. I mean, you obviously have routes you could go, but it truly it truly is the fact that if you left what you're doing, you'd take a significant financial pay cut. I could try to be a cop again. I can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> oh, yeah. For everyone that didn't know, he no, did. Shh, we'll just keep it on the down low. He did Talk try to, to be a cop. I'll keep it on the down low. <laughs> I did have a lot of fun on the ride-alongs. We had so much fun. And... For, mm, mm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call them. You out. have differing opinions now as you've gotten older. No, I just you know all the people that think that cops are good guys. Like I was straight up told. Like, like I do. <laughs> I I was straight up told like when I was on my ride along like, uh, I get to do everything that I want to do in high school, but I can get away with it now. I think cops are good guys because almost every time, except for the one asshole, which I was totally out of line. Though every one of them has let me go so far for tickets. He was out of line because you were speeding through a school zone? (laughs) On your phone? (laughs) Listen, Linda, I said he wasn't out of line. I gave him him that bag, okay? It was the technician's fault that would not stop calling me, and I was afraid he was dead under a machine. Dead and calling. Yes. (laughs) I've had one cool cop flying colors with no motorcycle license and it was a california highway patrol and those ones are ruthless and this guy's like you don't have a license do you have insurance yeah and i was on my dad's bike (laughs) and dad would have killed you well i told him but he said uh he said i shouldn't be doing this because i told him i was late for work which i wasn't 
and uh that's a horrible lie that's like that's like Brittany who was speeding to get to the fair when she was pregnant with cheney or she wasn't pregnant yet but she told the cop she was pregnant and had to go to the bathroom well i just <laughs> told the him cop I was let late, her go late for work oh, i shouldn't be doing this what's a good phone number for you so he took my phone number down and everything and said get to work I'm like you're cool <laughs> any more yeah uh, what's your favorite or least favorite piece of equipment in your fleet? We've already talked about this. Did you? Yep. Okay. Not like, no, I'm just saying we've already talked about it and we'll say it again. Caterpillar track loaders can suck a big fat one. Caterpillar pays our bills. I didn't say Caterpillar. I said a Caterpillar track loader. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is, oh, this is a good one because I've always wondered it and now I get to ask it. <sighs> This is from JC underscore diesel. How are you going to manage time off with the new baby and work balance? I ain't doing shit. <laughs> I am taking the couple days off for when it's born and get it home. And it's all you. Oh. I don't know. How, how are you making so many bars? I don't, uh, like I laugh. Those are yeah. my laughs. Remember? <laughs> God, I don't know how the we're just going with the flow. Uh, I've always been, you know. I heard somebody say back in the day, having a kid is like getting in a, into a fight. Like this one was unexpected, of course, but getting into a fight, you're never really ready for it. But you do what you got to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna do what the, what I got to do. I don't fucking know. I don't plan for this shit. He's definitely a very uh, go with the flow mentality when it comes to everything, including this baby. Like, I'll ask him, are you excited? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> well, shit. You, know, you got nine, ten months to think about this, some bitch. <laughs> I already don't like him because you bitch so much already. Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm such a dick <laughs> in my defense that really hurt those like two three weeks i thought i'd pinched my sciatica but no supposedly it's that quote-unquote round ligament pain i wanted to die <sighs> that was horrible next um done talking about that are you are you sure mm What do you miss about the deer dealership? I'm going to have to edit that whole gap out because people are like, look at their radio. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Did it turn off? <laughs> what do you miss about the deer dealership? Um, if anything at all. You know, I miss I miss a lot of things. I, I enjoy going there and, you know, uh, picking up parts and stuff and catching up with everybody. I miss that brotherhood that a lot of us had there. Uh, I miss getting to learn about a lot of stuff. Uh, what else? I don't, I don't know. I don't miss too much more. I don't miss the management. I miss my girl. Uh, I won't say her name, but she was my favorite supervisor at one she's time. She's badass still. And she's my favorite. She, every time I'm there and she's there, she always runs up to me and, how's Kate? Like, doesn't even ask how I am. That's right. <laughs> That's how it should be. <laughs> but yeah, I miss a lot of people there, but I get to see them quite often. Um, but yeah, I miss, miss my, my homies there that work there. I don't know. Okay. Here's a question from two Jason Two Jason. Yeah. T O. And then I think it's Jason. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's your thoughts on automation and the roles opening for technicians? 
Uh, basically, in about 80 years from now, you guys are all fucked. <laughs> Whoa. Um, there's going to be robots fixing your machines. There's not going to be any operators. You think so? Oh, God. I get so caught up in this shit and AI and all this stuff. There's already self-driving machines. There's feel, a guy that sits like in it's office gonna, No, I feel like it's going to remove operators out of the cab, but you really think technically, like repairing things, it's going to go that oh, way? Oh, yeah. There's already uh, robots that build the machines. Well, that, okay, that's different, I feel like. No, the, eventually there ain't going to be a lot of jobs for a lot of people, and it's scary. I don't want to get into this subject because I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan, and no. he's a big conspiracy theorist, and I agree with a lot of stuff he thinks about AI. <sighs> um, yeah, eventually, I don't know if it's going to be 80 years, but I'm sure within the next 100 years, there's going to be a lot of no mechanics. I would be shocked if there were no mechanics. I could definitely see the role of operators being removed oh, yeah. out of. Because, I mean, it's already happening. I watched. Um, Aaron Witt? No, I was. it was Cat actually, at their um, proving grounds in Arizona, isn't it? Somewhere like that. And they had all these machines operating without yes. operators in it. Case has the self-driving machine for bank or a, a bank out wagon. It literally follows. No, I know that along. one. No cab or nothing. No, I know that one. I've seen that one running around a couple times. So what's going to fix it in the future? A fucking robot. <laughs> Do I sound crazy? I feel like I feel like you're not going to lose mechanics, but I don't. Hey, know. you know what? Eighty years from now, I'm not going to be alive, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. <laughs> you're horrible. <laughs> your, your children are going to be alive still. I know, still. and that's their freaking problem. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to be, be building a better future for your children, remember? Oh, it's not in my control, all these dumbasses <laughs> that have millions of dollars. It's whatever. How about this is a question from E underscore Strube. Strubig. He Strubig? was on last okay. episode. What do you think career progression should look like in our trade? Ooh, I know, I know how I think it should you look as a supervisor. No, I want to hear your side of it. Well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> move up, get better at your job, make more money. I think everyone should have, start in a shop. Oh well, yeah, of course, but that's what I meant by moving up. But you know, start at the bottom like everybody else has to. Bust your ass, learn more, prove yourself, have a goal. I also don't think it's a bad idea for people to start in a lube truck or lube services. Mm. You think about it though. You have to be able to understand how that machine operates off of that. But we've learned over the past few months that luber goobers tend to cut corners. Well, yeah, I can <laughs> and see and not that in change some filters, but wipe them off with brake clean and write a new date on them. Oh, shut the fuck up! Oh my god. So, <laughs> no, but I I think having a goal. A future goal, and even if that means changing a company because it's not working out for you and they don't want to help you get to that goal, change it. I also um, think, and this is probably not going to be a very um, popular thought process, but I feel like if you're going to be a field tech and you apply for a field tech role at a different job somewhere else, I think you should be required to stay in a shop for six months before you get in a truck. Six months? Yeah. No, that's stupid. 
at least 90 days like I had to. Well, okay, but think about it. If it's someone who's never had any cat experience, because we're seeing a lot of that, where or even deer or Komatsu or Volvo, it, someone who's never realistically worked on it, yeah, they're mechanically inclined, but deer's a hell of a lot different than cat. Cat's a hell of a lot different than Komatsu. I disagree with six months. I think it should be as long as you can prove yourself. Because remember, I had to do a 90-day and I didn't even make it the full month. And they, yeah, I but that was also shop. because you needed to get your CDL. Well, I, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. They still wanted me to stay in the shop after, and I basically said, no, I'm out. <laughs> and my boss at the time was like, yeah, yeah, let's get you out of the shop because I need you. But no, disagree with the six months. So you think it should be 90 days? I think it should be... However long you need? However long, like, say if I was a supervisor or shop manager or something, and this guy came in and said, I don't have any experience on this, but I have experience on other machines. Okay, let's put you in the shop. We'll watch you, make sure you can do whatever. If it's 90 days, then cool. If it's a little bit longer, a little bit less, I don't know. Okay, so how about... I have a question for you. It's not on here, but I have a question for you. And it, I guess it goes along with your tool topic, but it's not really a tool topic. Mm. My boss loves to ask everyone when we sit in an interview with them, what is your tool value? He also likes to look at people's hands to see if they're fucking uh, calloused or anything. like If they have dirt under their fingernails. how clean my hands are pretty decent. <laughs> okay, but hold on. Do you think a individual's tool value decides their technical so, ability i don't ask what their tool tool value is i ask what kind of tools they have not like oh what brand i ask what's your basic tools do you have larger tools how big do your tools get to as far as sockets and stuff if they say oh i only run three eighths and half inch then might have an issue okay so you haven't worked on too much oh no my company provided that then okay so what's your experience with the larger shit uh-huh. I don't say tool value because a lot of guys don't have that bigger stuff because they don't need it. Because it's provided sense. by a company? Yes. Okay. But I always ask, you know, three-quarter inch stuff? What about one inch stuff? You don't need it too much for where we're at, but, you know. Okay. How about another tool question? Mm. Because it's a topic of discussion currently in our office and in our company. What are technicians required to have and what do companies, what are companies required to supply? As far as tools? Yeah. Um, So like AC tooling, uh, there is an opinion of more advanced senior technicians that they are required to carry their own, as in the technician is required to bring their own AC tooling, where the younger generation expects the company to provide all of that. Well, are they wanting you to provide... Like a, a a recovery system too. Um. Yes. Uh, that's kind of shit. <clears throat> um. I think. Well, it depends on if they're going to the shop or the field. But it, let's just say field for this example. I okay. think you should have at least all the way up to three quarter inch stuff. Okay. Fair enough. As far as AC stuff. I only run gauges. What about specialty tooling like deaf testers? Um, those are cheap enough to where, yeah, I think they should they should buy that on their own. As in the company or the tech? I would have never. Oh, 
the, the technician, okay. like a, a deaf refractometer or whatever it's called. Yeah. I never owned one. I never wanted one, never needed one. But my boss insisted I had one, and I've had it for about a year now, and I've only used it once. Well, I'm seeing now it's becoming more, at least for Caterpillar, it's becoming more of a requirement if there's a warranty repair yeah, done. Yeah, of course. But, I mean, how can you prove that they actually did it? I know, I'm just saying. But AC stuff, you know, I, I think they should have at least gauges and tools to change the, you know, like, let's just say Schrader valves. You know, you got the little tool that turns it in and out. Mm-hmm. Refrigerant, of course, the company supplies that. Correct. But as far as a recovery system, mm, mm, I don't think so. As in, you don't think the company should have to supply it, or you don't think the technician? I don't think the have technician to? have to supply that. Gotcha. I don't run one. You guys can guess what I do with my refrigerant. We're not going to guess. We're going to say he recovers it the proper way. I recover way. it the EPA. proper way. Thank you. It goes into the dirt, like the oil. I'm just kidding. <laughs> EPA, please pretend that you don't know anything about this podcast uh, for the last two minutes. It's a joke. Jeez. <laughs> um, what was the other one uh, for AC? Oh, a vacuum pump. You can run whatever you want. I think you should supply that. I have a freaking cheap Harbor Freight vacuum pump, a Venturi pump, and I've had it for 10 years, I think, and that thing works tits. But if you want to go get an electric one that you have to start your welder for and do all that bullshit and listen to it, that's on you. It's more expensive, too. I think I paid 20 bucks for mine. <laughs> so uh, that's just where I'm at. I mean, it's because it's a topic of discussion right now because I think there are a lot of dealerships that, I mean, for us, we have a list that we're putting together at our dealership of what we consider tools that we will supply and it is drastically different than what a lot of these younger technicians uh, have the impression that should be supplied versus what is supplied. Well, here's another thing, too. The way I look at it is if you think it should be supplied and it's expensive and you're going to use it a lot, I th you should buy it for yourself because then you know you're always going to have it. I mean, I had I have a technician who's been on this podcast who flat out told me he got tired of waiting to get specialty tooling. He's purchased a lot of cat-specific specialty tooling mm -hmm. that he can have on his truck. He's never expected the company to purchase it for him. I mean, he's gone out and paid with his own money. Yeah. Well, and then I've got here. another technician that expects the company to purchase it just for his vehicle. And when asked the question of, okay... So you want me to purchase you a $500 tool. What if someone else needs it? Can they borrow it? Well, no, it's on my truck. Okay, so then you're telling me I need to supply 50 other service trucks with this $500 tool? Yeah, well, okay. I feel like if it's something that's used quite often, like I have John Deere uh, borrowing tools that I got tired of borrowing way back at the ag dealer, so I bought them. Yeah. Uh, I think something like that should be supplied. Yeah. If it... But I bought them myself. Uh, what was the other thing? Uh, like, so at the John Deere dealer, you know, they said, oh, you don't have to have three quarter or one inch. We have them at the shop. But then you start looking at if you try to go in there, somebody's already got it or whatever. You're kind of fucked. So buy the shit for yourself if you don't want to deal with that. Okay. What about, um, I'm going to fuck up the name on this one. So help me out here. 
All your tooling that's supposed to get recalibrated every year. Mm-hmm. Do you think that should be on the company to have it recalibrated, or should that be on the technician to have it recalibrated? I don't know. The John Deere dealer used to do it. I I haven't had my torque wrench recalibrated ever since I bought it at, at the ag dealer. I should probably do that, but probably. I don't use them enough. Well, I'm just wondering because that was another topic of discussion in regards to how. Uh, it would be a nice gesture, but then you have to have everybody, everybody come into the shop type thing. You're like, oh, the guy's going to be here this day or have him come in like a couple days in one week. or I don't know how that would work out, but that would be a nice gesture. It's, off, it's awfully nice. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not the guy to talk to about that. Okay. You're like zoning out over there. Did I throw two questions you weren't expecting today? Uh, I don't know. I just, I have different opinions on some of this stuff. And I think a lot of technicians need to pull their heads out of their asses and, you know, not expect everything. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing a long time. I have a lot of money and tools. And I don't ever expect a company that, like, hey, I work here for you. You need to give me this or else, you know. Yeah. No, I definitely think that's. You're there to do a job. You're expected to provide your own tools. Fucking do it. I think that's the premium, though, of when you talk about the pay-in versus shop versus field. Mm -hmm. I think that's the premium side of it, too. You know, and a lot of these companies uh, have a tool allowance, and I think that's cool as shit take advantage of it i think it's nice too that the companies that if you do purchase tooling through them i mean you get them at a highly discounted rate i think wasn't it eric that just brought it up that cat has pretty much snap-on tooling but with cat name on it or who was that that was talking about it just recently i don't know i don't remember i've slept a few times since even the last one of the most recent episodes i don't know but i mean trying to think of another question okay that's the episode see you guys <laughs> i mean if you want to wrap it up i no. i know i've got other questions that i always think about throughout the week and i just need to start writing them down do we have any more uh custom or customer <laughs> <laughs> listener? listener um this guy said what's the biggest cylinder i've ever taken off oh is uh, that what i was trying to figure out what it was i just see a picture he sent a picture for some reason but okay, the biggest you. cylinder is uh, I don't remember. <laughs> Probably okay. on the 850 or 870 GLC. People, people are really interested in your boots. Like what kind of boots? So if you'd rather have lace-ups or cowboy boot styles? Well, or- well uh, yeah, we kind of talked about that on the last one. Of course, you know, slip-ons are the go-to. You know, you just put them on and throw your pant leg over and you're good to go. If you lace-up, it takes forever. But what are you going to twist your ankle in? (laughs) Probably those cowboy boots. I have fucking proof that slip-ons are not the way to go, but I still do it. (laughs) I mean... I wonder what Albert... So my boy, Albert Hasty, he works for the John Deere dealer in Austin, and he just ended up in the hospital because he twisted the shit out of his ankle. Oh, yeah, what, he shared a picture. Yeah, just, he had a picture up today, and the whole oh, side of his foot's purple. It doesn't look good. Remember, that happened to me in West Texas, but I, I wonder what kind of boots he was wearing. I'll have to ask him. Albert, can you let us know what kind of boots you were wearing, please? 
<laughs> I almost, it, God only knows they would probably slip on. I feel like a lot of people go for a slip on just yeah, out of it's convenience. Just so convenient. I really hope like one of these days, I mean, I remember for a while I got excited when Twisted X came out with the female moccasins with the steel toes since, since the deer dealership required me to wear steel toes, even though I was in an office. I never understood that one. Well, what if you kicked the desk? You might break a toenail. I kicked the desk all the time. Normally <laughs> out of frustration. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't know. I've, Next topic. I'm trying to think of a good one because I had no. Everything else is pretty much boots. Um, someone wanted to know why your wife was so hot. That's Sarah. Sarah would like to know which one. <laughs> which, which wife? Uh, uh, Turbo Tie Tie wanted to know whether you prefer uh, uh, peaches or melons. <laughs> Ass or titties? <laughs> peaches or melons? Ass. Oh, no, neither. Personality. <laughs> the first answer was the correct one, everyone, just so you're all aware. Uh, what's for dinner? Well, came let's from- just say I prefer a white girl with the black girl booty. <laughs> <laughs> J Larrabee underscore seven wants to know what's for dinner. Uh, what is for dinner? Uh, steak, mashed potatoes, and then either salad mm. or green beans. Spoilt. Uh Flatra Tech underscore podcast. Flatra Tech. I think. I th- what Flat is rate Tech. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Flatra Tech. I'm gonna call him that. <laughs> I'm blind, and I was trying to read it from far away. Okay, sorry. Flat rate Tech <laughs> underscore podcast. What are your pronouns? The what was it? What is that? I have to find that sound bite, but. <laughs> It's the shit. The shit. I don't know. Oh my god. Uh, repairs for oats. What's the toughest bolt you've ever fought? Mm. That's such a dumb question. I don't fucking know. <laughs> you know how many bolts I've taken out in my eighteen years of <laughs> wrenching. <laughs> I remember the biggest like complaint that I had for my text when I worked at the deer dealership were head bolts. Like, that seemed like it was a common complaint for all of them. Um, I really don't know. Thinking back, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. The silver one that was in that one spot on that one machine. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fuck. You're not very helpful there. That's like asking, like, what did you eat the morning of December 22nd, 1993? You barely remember what you ate this morning. Donuts. Oh, that's it. Anyway. Caden uh, Man, will you interview any field service crane and or aerial equipment techs? So listen, I've already had a crane guy or two on, so either you don't listen to the podcast or, or I'm not going to be mean. mean. What do they mean by aerial equipment? I don't know. Like airplanes? Probably, no. I'm assuming, like, air, if he's talking aerial equipment, maybe like man lifts or. I would totally. I, ki- I would totally kill to have someone that works on airplanes. That would be awesome. Hey, if you guys are a mer- uh, airplane uh, mechanic, uh, I forget what they call those. Uh, my wife wants to interview. I just think it's fascinating, and I also want to understand the 
mechanical dynamics behind uh, speed tape. Literally, I don't know if I should be concerned or if I should feel confident speed when I... Speed tape. Yes. What are you talking about? You've never... Are you talking se- about duct tape? No, you've never seen the stupid tape. Like, it's this big-ass tape, like one of the mechanics will have when they're walking by as you're about to fly off, and they're like, oh, look, and they fucking tape it, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's just speed tape. It looks like duct tape. It looks like duct tape, but it's not. I don't know. I mean, if it's duct tape, then duct tape is not well-recognized for their abilities. <laughs> I don't know. You're crazy. I am not crazy. I am sorry, guys. I brought her on again. What a disappointment. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm sure there's other people who have wondered what speed tape is made out of. Do you have any other questions for me besides freaking tool talk? Or boots. More boots. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll edit that out. Sorry. <laughs> no, I really can't think of anything. Oh, hold on. What do you think is a fair living wage for a field technician with I am not even answering that. No, I'm I want to know. I'm I'm curious to know because for what I have seen currently in the market and what people are asking. And obviously this will probably be based off of where we live here in Texas. No, because then they're going to know like what my salary base is. No, you is. don't have to say uh, what. I'm not going to answer. It, it's if you're if you're good, you deserve good pay. You're so helpful. If you're shit, you deserve shit pay. <laughs> do you think do you think a wage should be based off of where the job is located out of versus where the company's headquarters are out of? Mm, mm. Or do you think it should be just a fair wage across every location for that dealership? I don't think that like if you're hiring somebody like it's really tough to figure out what pays like and offering somebody like if you want to hire them because yeah that might look good on paper but they might be a shit technician like we just hired like recently and he quit um yeah no i know so like it's really tough to to base it off of that so like do you say oh i'll give you this much and if you prove yourself then i'll give you a raise how do you do that I was just curious because I was having that discussion with someone in my department. I mean, our dealerships that we've worked at have ranged in locality of where everything is. And some pay does not match where things are versus other location. So, like me, I make really good money. Some guys might be like, "That's that ain't shit. I make way more money than you. Like me, I think I make too much money sometimes. But like, don't tell, don't tell Tom that. I always tell him that. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like I don't deserve it. Like that's a lot, especially when he tells me he made four dollars an hour. Yeah, but and you have to think of the times too. I get it, but why does it keep going up and up and up? But and then there's guys that have way less experience than me that call me still from a deer dealership. And ask me how to do something, and they're making almost as much as me, if not more, in some situations, right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, it's just a that's uh, it's an open ended question. Do you think dealerships are gonna outprice the market for independence to exist? Mm, no. No, independence ain't going nowhere. If if anything, there's gonna be more popping up. 
No, I mean like so what dealerships can pay, pay plus their benefits no. versus Well, these these dealerships that are just throwing money at uh at technicians to keep them, I think they're going to end up folding themselves inside out and kind of like how west texas used to pay people yes and they're going to pay too much and realize oh shit we can't afford to pay these guys this i've always wondered how like dealerships in west texas do that where they pay technicians based off the boom and then when the boom drops off they're still stuck holding the bill at some of the, I mean, what I'm was sure the number? Their field rate is expensive as hell. Oh yeah. Well, what was it for a while? Weren't some of the dealerships out there paying people like 50, 60 bucks an hour? Yeah. But I mean, that's some places that's pretty average pay. Yeah. But so, McDonald's, you could go flip a hamburger for $24. Yeah. Out there. Again, open-ended question. I can't give a good answer. Sorry. You're not helpful. I'm not Dr. Phil today. <laughs> You're supposed to help me with these internal dilemmas that I have. Well, I'm the wrong person. I think I need to, if I were to answer that question correctly, I would have to sit in like a management position at a dealer or whatever and kind of get the feel of how everything else is on the other side and see what kind of money's coming in, how everybody's efficiency is and rework and all that shit and then kind of judge it from there and be like okay well this is what base pay should be all right i have a question for you freaking shit no this is a good one Mm. because i got to thinking about it as you're sitting here talking i sidetracked off i'm sure people are so bored right now how do you as a technician keep your reputation in check if you have to move jobs I don't know what that means. So, for example, I fired a technician mm-hmm. from the deer dealership. Mm-hmm. That technician went on to go work for a customer of ours. Mm-hmm. Got caught up stealing things oh, uh-huh. while working for uh-huh. said customer. Mm-hmm. And before he could get fired or caught, moved to another large customer of ours. And I obviously everyone, I mean, everyone is very tight around here, but how does, how do individuals keep their name clean? I don't know. Cause he's starting shit again. <laughs> so I might have to figure out, I know a couple people that work for the company. I'm sure I could call somebody over there pretty quick. Well, I, I do too, but I, I mean, it's a, it's a real question. How does a technician keep their name in a good light when you move around companies and you go to present yourself for a different job? Oh, let's ask uh, Mr. No. Mike. <laughs> Owen. <laughs> That's not his real last name. <laughs> We're using phony names here. Um, let's ask him because he's fucking burned every bridge around here. Uh, I don't know. I mean, do you expect when you go into an interview, do you expect someone to go do a thorough background check on you? Or do you think you mm. expect them to do a mer- like a based off merit versus the conversation they had with you? Right now, I think a lot of companies are just looking at this resume and going, oh, shit, he's worked here, here, and here. Let's hire him because yeah. we need a technician. Yeah. So I don't know. Dallas-Fort Worth is a huge place. There's a lot of places to work. So, I mean. 
I'm always impressed by the people with, you're right, with the um, mass amount of areas to work in who can go and just fucking burn everything behind them and still find a job. I did see, or see, um, last week, or last week, last episode, I, was it last? No, it was the episode with Adept Ape, and I said, I still haven't been recognized. I was finally recognized. Were you? <laughs> by the guy I bought the motorcycle parts from. I had a, I had a guy when I was in training recognize who I was at mm. the cat dealership. I don't remember. He was out from East Texas somewhere. Hmm. Yeah, he used to work. Oh, look at you! Be in heaven right now. Yeah. <laughs> he used to work at on. your company, and he was like, "I know your name, but I just can't figure out what's your wife's name." I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, I was finally recognized. I gave him an autograph. I'm just oh, kidding. <laughs> yeah, you gave him an autograph as you paid for parts. Cash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we. I, uh, um, I Call don't, it. I don't have anything else to talk about. This is just going to be a just a chill little episode. Uh, I like to get an answer question. I love when people actually actually ask questions because there's a lot of questions that I never would have thought of, but also it's kind of cool as a supervisor to hear what people in this technical role are thinking currently. I don't know. Did you just burp? No. Oh. All right. Yeah, I'm going to wrap this thing up. I'm going to put this out there. Um, I'm quitting. No, you're not. It's the last episode ever. Oh, my God. Uh, April <laughs> was like January, February, January, February, March, April. It was last month. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to say April Fool's? Yeah. Oh. That was last month. You're about a month and six days short. Y'alls, I am fucking burnt out on doing this, so please just <laughs> let me... Mm, what's the word i'm looking for bear with me yeah bear with me a little bit i'm just going through a slump on this thing i we will be going to california next month so i am going to have somebody on hopefully if everything works out correctly and uh i think people are going to be pumped on it people would also ask a one person had asked on there too when is the episodes for your new podcast coming out and I think that episode will probably be filmed when we're in California Films as well. Sorry. Same thing. You'll probably film it too. No, I'm taking camera equipment. Oh. Yeah. New, uh, new pod, my new podcast that I started in January, I think it was. I still haven't recorded an episode. Uh, I'm getting together with a bunch of friends. So I think we're going to put together an episode. But yes, there's one particular person I'm going to meet up with. Hopefully, if everything works out schedule-wise. We'll make it work. And it's going to be probably one of the biggest episodes. So, uh, a lot of people know him. A lot of people know who he is. Anyway, I think that's going to be it. Uh, If you guys need to get a hold of me, you know the deal. CertifiedWrenchPodcast at gmail.com. Check me out, man. Check me out on Instagram. But don't worry. He's not quitting. Cool. I wasn't even just talking. It's fine. Uh, all the time. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn. It's all the same under Certified Wrench Podcast. Uh, if you guys listen on Spotify, I am absolutely sorry. You're not going to hear this episode. Really? <laughs> episode 43 with Eric Strubig is still not on there. But if you search the name, it'll come up. 
Are you serious? Yes, it's ridiculous. What? It's probably because I'm getting so big like Joe Rogan. Oh, my God. Just kidding. Um, You're beating the door down. Don't buy merch. I'm canceling it. We're going to figure out what we're going to do about merch. Um, if you guys can make donations or anything towards the podcast, that'd be great. You can find the link on uh, the link tree on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. It's just Certified Wrench Podcast. I don't remember. Anyway, yeah. Any me to check right any now. donations are are great, especially because I want to start my own merch line. Hopefully, it fucking does something if I do. Yeah, and it's, it's certified be, wrench underscore podcast on Instagram. No, the link link tree link tree link. Oh yeah, it's certified wrench. Okay. Yeah. Uh, lost my train of thought. Sorry. Uh, if you have any personal questions for me, you know where to hit me up on Instagram. DM me. Just just drop in my DM. Just kidding. Uh, that's it, I think. Yeah. We don't have any... Uh, Housekeeping notes? I don't know. No. Anyway. I think you covered all the bases. He's not quitting, though. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I told, him, I told him he's not allowed to quit. You can take a hiatus, but you can't quit. No, no. The only hiatus that's coming is probably in, in September. Um, <laughs> that time he might have a little hiatus September or October whenever yeah, whenever this kid decides to pop out when she farts um, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> anyway that's it <laughs> say bye bye <laughs> see ya <laughs>